morning, afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on what time you yeah, are watching you this. You could be listening to this anytime. Yeah, Truman Show. That was actually from Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's good what movie. he said. Yeah, good movie. So, anyways, my name is John. My name is Arvin. Welcome to the behind the scenes of, of our, our best, best days. days. Behind the scenes of our best Podcast. days. Podcast. Yes, the podcast. If uh, if you're listening and you're like, what is this all about? Um, here at Victory, uh, there's a lot of different things of ministry. There's different entities, our camp, our campuses. We have a school, K3 through 12th grade. We have a Bible college. And um, then there is like the TV ministry and yeah. then our main campus with Pastor Paul and Victory Worship and all yes. that stuff. So we say this confession that our best days are right in front of us. It's That's before right. we say it before every service and all every those things. Every single service. So the purpose of this is yeah. us looking at behind the scenes of our best days because mm -hmm. everyone in this day and age they post about their best days. Right. In fact, that's all people or see. Their fake best days. They're fake. Yeah. Yeah. You see people's highlights. Yeah. Um, in my case, my hair is, is actually <laughs> highlights. Do you want to tell people why your hair looks like that right now? Okay, it's not a midlife crisis. <laughs> Even though Pastor Paul was like, "Are you okay?" Um, it is. I actually so bleached my hair um, for the our current production that we're doing. Yeah. Um, for a specific role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, deep down inside, I'm like, okay, I want to do it. <laughs> why not? Um, yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. So anyways, so, uh, but that's why we are behind the scenes of our best days. Yes. And um, so, yeah, we're grateful that you guys are listening. So today, mm -hmm. let's hop in on a few things. Right. Uh, we have um, ministry trends yeah. or ministry, ministry cringe. Yes. Cringe trends. Term. Yeah. Um, and then you are more than your output. Yeah. So not finding your identity and what you do. And yeah. then uh, some mental health. Yeah. things yeah, yeah, yeah. mental health in the church what does that even mean okay. so yeah um you want to start by okay so about pop, <laughs> okay so pop off real quick <laughs> unique trends yes. in ministry so we are talking about how yeah. in in college yeah you're uh you're we had a meeting we where, had a meeting uh every monday night they had, there was a hall meeting for the floor which is just basically the group of guys that yeah. you live with our dorms were separated by gender of course and so one one floor uh, the theme that they night. had a bunch of every guy's theme was you got to come dressed as your favorite youth pastor. And it was like uh, unbuttoned plaid shirts with cups of coffee and tattoos right here. <laughs> tattoos like, right there on the like bicep. Or some guys really did have one. Oh, man. I had a buddy who had tattooed a scripture verse right here. On, on his bicep. On if his bicep. If just yeah, if this is audio. It's on his right bicep. And um, and that isn't bad. Like, if you're <laughs> right, listening. Right, no, nothing against and it. And you have sleeves, tats, sure. or whatever. Nothing yeah. is bad. But there was, like, you cannot negate the facts yeah. that there was a season in life yeah. within youth ministry. If you're looking at BTS behind the right, scenes of ministry, right, right. that every youth pastor, if you saw someone, yeah. you could go, I bet they're a youth pastor. <laughs> Whether, Describe them. Describe well, them. I mean, it depends on what yeah. what era. Sure. So, like, you know, like five, six years ago, it was skinny jeans yeah. and um, Chelsea boots yeah. and then a bomber jacket with right. some type of a shirt. Yeah. And now it's like sweatpants with long drawstrings because <laughs> <Yeah>. Kanye <laughs> yeah. and the whole, like, yeah. Virgil. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, who is basically a fashion thing. And you start seeing people wearing like sweats and really baggy things. Right. The cut and changed. yeah, yeah, it changed. Jerry Lorenzo. Jerry Lorenzo from Fear of God. Yeah. Who does. Yeah. And then and then like 
and then a while ago, I know when whenever I was there, people would wear these jeans called True Religion jeans oh that was so much stitching on it, <laughs> and then the shirts that had that had so much like wings and yeah, barbed wire, yeah, yeah, and it was like on the back of the shirt, yeah, like it was kind of like what was it affliction? Yeah, there was that, and then there was like uh, that was a secular brand. And then there was like a Christian brand of it. A Christian brand of a of secular a, brand. Yeah, he Yikes. was afflicted for my... Yeah. He was afflicted for... Yeah. Every Christian American, and maybe even beyond that, yeah. but I can only speak from my own experience, most of them who grew up between 2000, or even 1999 and 2015, saw some semblance of this kind of stuff where everything right. had an evangelistic lean. And at first it was like funny... And then it turned into cringy, and now yeah, it's just when nostalgic. trends turn to cringe, yeah. Do when you think trends of any that'll turn, turn that way now? Okay, so current trends. We're in 2021. Yeah, February. Yeah. Um. So current trends that may turn to cringe, and I, I mean, I'm not an oracle, right? Um. I mean, I would like to think one of my five spiritual giftings <laughs> is prophet, but I don't yeah. know. I can't be prophetic. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think there will come a time to where it's like sweats are not like people yeah. are wearing full out sweats and right. it's like yeah no longer a thing right um but yeah that is a current thing but yeah. i could be wrong yeah uh i remember and, and sorry just to go back even looking at artists yeah like i remember watching a music video there was this christian artist named michael w smith that's right and he would wear like vests yeah without a shirt on or something like that for like <laughs> yeah. nobody knows yeah, his secret ambition <laughs> <laughs> was that you or him Did yeah he, oh uh, yeah <laughs> is michael w smith in the house today um you people can't tell the difference yeah. so there was even trends with singing everyone sing yeah. like this like scott sap scott sap from creed <laughs> okay so i heard creed and then there was a band Third day. That's right. My and first concert ever was third day. Third day, day right? Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. They have great songs, but yeah. there was everyone <laughs> sing a lot of this. And then there were so many bands. It was kind of like, I love Carrie. Carrie Job is coming to Victory right. um, in May. She's awesome. She has a very pretty higher voice. Yeah. Every girl, yep. at least if you went into <laughs> a worship service, every girl sing like that. It was all head voice. Yeah. And then Bethel, where right. the girls sing like this. <laughs> to where it was like a yeah. female version of yeah. Creed. Yeah. <laughs> to where it was like this earthy, yeah. guttural, yeah. female voice. And yeah. that's just if you grew up, like it was like a style, which yeah. is totally. Sure. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's it was just something purpose. that I've observed. Totally. Like, it's not that I didn't like it. I, I loved it. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, yeah, huh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's interesting looking at those trends. You even brought. So like when I was younger, I was not allowed to listen to secular rap. Right. The only gangsters I knew was the gospel gangsters. <laughs> Gospel gangsters were a rap crew. Oh my god! Right. Oh my and, gosh. And um, and then they would have this online where you could be like, if you like, yeah. Um, if you like Tupac, you would like this, and yeah. they would put a Christian artist. <laughs> if you like, um, Fat Joe, you would like T Bone. 
Yes. T-Bone. I had his CD. Right? So did I. Yeah. I went to his concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just waving my hand. You know the, oh, you know yeah. that, the hinge point yeah. on your elbow where you just do this with your hand and you don't know what to do? Yeah. It's yeah. like you're waving. Yeah. Like you are a pedestrian walker like yeah. for like elementary kids at a yeah. bus stop. Yeah, yeah. That hand wave, it was like everyone in the eight, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, like from yeah, eight yeah. mile or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. That was my move, and right. I would just go to these Christian concerts and just, just do that do move. That. Yeah. And I just thought I was awesome. And yeah. I was like, if I sag my pants, but not too low <laughs> to where I'm sinning, but just sag my pants enough to let That's people know that, that I'm the trending. The world has cringed at since yeah. then. That's the uh, world cringe. Okay, Everyone so who thinks back current, current trend that may turn cringe. I think I see a lot more. Like, pants used to be really wide, and then they got skinny, and they're getting wider and wider again. And I think that'll be cringy again in like five years. Right. Because things are just cyclical. Very much so. So like my dad, my dad who, um, my mom and dad, my mom had an Afro because she has like eight or nine worship albums. That's right. I have them in my office. They're like from the eighties. They're on vinyl. Yeah. They're on vinyl. Cool. Right. (laughs) Which is like totally something a hipster would be like dope. Yeah. No cap. Um, We talk about no cap <laughs> yeah. a lot. No cap, yeah. yeah. If you don't know what that is, Google it or Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, my dad had a comb over. Like yeah. he had the same comb over, I think from, he was like 18. Yeah. And I would always be like, dad, what if there was a second where my dad tried to do the front spike? Really? Oh my goodness. There's there's pictures of it. Oh, so yeah. my dad was like, it was when we were like, started our Saturday night service. And he goes, let's make it a young service. Yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs> What does that mean? Like contemporary, contemporary, like more casual, more casual yeah. to where it's like we wear jeans on Saturday nights. That's right. And so we had a Saturday night service to where he was like, let's wear jeans. And on yeah. Sunday I will wear a suit. Yeah. And sometimes he would change, Yeah. you know, to appeal to the certain crowds totally. to where now yeah. it's like what you see is, is what you get. But like, and he was like, I'm going to spike my hair up for the Saturday night service. Amazing. And then I'm going to do a comb over for the 9 a.m. and the 11 a.m. <laughs> that was a legit conversation the, that I had with my dad. Amazing. The goodness was, of his heart. The goodness. He yeah. Like, it was evangelistic. It was evangelistic. It was like, I want them to feel like they can listen and hear this. Right. Yeah. But it would be like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't even know how, but mm-hmm. it was also kind of like, you know, in certain things you're like, oh, this doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of the. <laughs> 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 that, that concept is hysterical when you look at it with clothing or with media, but there also were thought processes right. that happened that only now, I think every, thankfully every generation God reveals like, oh, we've been doing this the whole time and it's right? dumb. Okay. We didn't have to do it like so this. So what do you think the thoughts behind all of this? The one thing I think you and I overlap on the most when it comes to that thing that concept is the idea that your um ability to execute in work and especially in godly work in a church yeah in context, the ministry okay that will determine um how proud of yourself you can be how happy and content you can be with your life uh, and so if you're not in a that kind of 
was an unspoken vibe that came out in the 80s. So 90s, an unspoken vibe. So just to put it in layman's terms, yeah. basically like your identity is connected to how well you work. Right. And how much you're acknowledged. This is where how it much you're south. acknowledged. So it like the idea that sounds like sour. Lucifer, right? Very much. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just making sure. But see, now that is common sense to you and me now. And people might even hear this now and be like, oh, yeah, we talk about this all the time. That wasn't a thing for a long time. And as a 12, 14, 16 year old, I was genuinely convinced based on my observations of the okay. culture around me, not just the church I was at, but the culture of church around me internationally as well, that you're only as whole as the current task you're doing for God. And then it soured and it became, wow. it's not just the current task you're doing for God, but it's not even about that. It's the perception. So the so basically what people think of you. Right. So you don't even have to be doing things for God as long wow. as people think that you are. Yikes. And okay. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's all say this together. Okay. I, I am. Am. More than more than my output. My output. I am more than my output. More than my output. I am more than what I produce. Yeah, absolutely. Because we are. I mean, I don't mean to get all yeah. like psychotherapy or whatever, but Do like it. Do it. We, God created us as human beings, right? Not human doing, right? And I think that's the thing that I struggle with today. Sure, sure. Is sure. I struggle with like there is this weird thing to where. If everyone was off work, mm -hmm. like there would be a snow apocalypse, right? Right. That would happen or ice. Yeah. And we and it would in youth, I was the youth pastor and youth would be canceled. Sure. I would drive to a nearby parking lot that was shoveled, and then I would walk in the snow up to the youth yeah. Yeah. building. Mm -hmm. Um and I would be like, okay, if we're not going to have youth tonight, I got to put up a sermon on our Facebook. Sure. So I would do a sermon up there and I'd yeah. be like, okay. And I would try to be doing the most. And yeah. it was like the motive it, from the outside. Yeah. I think everything is the motives are your motor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the motives of our life is the motor of our soul. Yeah. I guess you can just coin That's that. Very good. So my motive was everyone will see that we are doing church even if no one else is right as a youth pastor. Yeah. Like, and I gotta be blatantly like, man, I, I just gotta be like, that was my motive. Right. It wasn't like, Oh, I hope that kids, it was more so like, I want kids to see yeah. that, you know what, what I mean? What I'm willing to do, what I'm willing to for do them. for right. them. Right. So my identity was attached on how well these kids like me. So what were the consequences for you of that perspective? I mean, I struggled in my marriage. Um, I was always trying to like do the most. Mm. I feel like striving, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I was never at rest. I was mm -hmm. never, I never felt at peace. Yeah. I felt like basically I took the Holy spirit out yeah. and I was like, I'm going to make this stuff happen. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, while I was doing that, you know, the whole, like learn the unforced rhythms of grace, yeah. you know, that scripture. I've heard it. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, to those who are weary mm -hmm. from doing good, mm. come to me, find rest, and I will teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. Yeah. The unforced rhythms of grace is like not so much striving. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, okay, if we do nothing else in our life, God still, God's love right. is still there. Like, yeah. God loves me as much as a murderer or as someone who's an atheist, mm -hmm. which yeah, puts totally. us on, like we're all on level ground totally. at the foot of the cross. Totally. And that was like humbling. Cause I'm like, wait, 
I should be at the top of the Lamb's Book of Life. Like, <laughs> when the rapture happens, I'm trying to be first in line and Can be like, I yo, St. Peter. Jump in okay, on this? Because here's where I think that came from. Okay. It wasn't like, I don't think anyone, myself included, or even you, at that time, if you had jumped in from the future and said, do you really think that this is going to make you the best Christian ever? The answer was probably no. No way, of course not. And then right. we knew that we would have known the right answer. But the real thing that started to make that a consistent trend was Christian celebrity. Christian celebrity. And, and you wouldn't created... have Christian celebrity without social media. Right. Precisely. It definitely okay. built it up bigger. So it turned into this thing where it's really not about that's where I think it really went sour is, and I'm saying this with respect to this family in particular. But this the, family as in? The Kardashianization of Christianity. The Kardashianization. Right, where it's okay, like... Okay, we should actually you make have to, that. Yeah, even, even no matter what your opinion is of those people or whatever, you have to admit that the entire landscape of entertainment and media changed when that family's show came out. Because I used to watch Animal Planet with my dad, okay. and it was like animals on the planet. It. And then <laughs> yeah. after like season four or five of that show came out, even Animal Planet, it wasn't about animals. It was about the people who go about looking at and studying them. They were trying it to connect into- you to another individual in the world that right. you're like, oh, wow, it's interesting how crazy their life is. Yeah. And then all of a sudden what you begin to glorify, you become jealous of. Totally. And then it's very Or much, you replicate. Or you replicate. You fluctuate. You're like, so, yeah. okay, so like Israel, they were like, give us a king. Yeah. Give us a king. Yeah. And God was like, you don't, man. like, I'm God. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, fine. You need a personality. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick out a tall, dark, handsome guy sure. named Saul. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? He gave them so it's exactly like, what they wanted. He gave them exactly what they wanted. And unfortunately for Saul, like there's times where he pleased God and times that he didn't. Sure. But it's, it's very interesting to where it's, yeah. That's very good. Okay. I so want continue. people watching and listening to this to know that we didn't have this part of the conversation prior to right now because I'm going to react organically and I don't want anyone to get distracted by the fact that okay. I'm, I really like what you're saying and about to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I actually don't know what I'm going well, to say. Well, I think it, oh, for, yeah, I should just stop and let you go for it then. But what it, what it sounds like I'm hearing is, this pattern is not new. We didn't invent this. Oh, it's been around for 2,000 years. Forever. Since yeah. the Bible. And so these Israelites who put Saul, and it's fun, it sounds like common sense, but now in this, in light of what we're talking about, it makes right? a lot of sense. The solution to a Saul culture that is like, we want to lift them up and then we want to get rid of this person. We want to lift this up. It happens today with celebrities where it's like... Celebrities, this uh, person, presidents. <laughs> for the longest time... Oh, totally. For the longest time, um, like a certain age demographic loved Lena Dunham. She was like this Lena Dunham producer, is a writer, female com- comedian. Writer, producer, funny girl. She had her own show on HBO. Like just kind of came out of nowhere. Her yeah. and Judd Apatow started making the show. So she was like the champion of women's rights. And then they made her and other female voices like her. They made them their savior. And then they did exactly what they others have done to their savior. They crucified them. They were like, well, you wow. said this wrong. You said this. So that is like, Yo. you know that humanity was made for a relationship with God because we are, repl- when we even 
step away from believing that a God exists, we do the same thing to our modern heroes. We'll praise them, lift them up, we get jealous, turn sour, and then crucify offended, them. and then crucify them, and then we find somebody wow. else to do it. So Deep. the church is also... I, Myself included, guilty okay. of this because we find a person that goes, okay, I want to be like them and I want to follow them. Okay. As soon as I find out that they're human, I'm going to get rid of them. And okay, okay, I'm hold in, on, hold on. I, yeah. All right, so let's just say this. Say that one more time, yeah. slowly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Humanity, the church in- included, has the tendency to celebrate a person, okay. turn them into their savior, and then crucify them. So basically, once they find that they're human, once they mess up, once there's a flaw, which is silly because right. it's like, as you guys can see on social media, even we've been a victim of this, is people celebrate, 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 right. and then you know they hone in on one mistake. But yeah. since the fall of man, since Adam and Eve, since the garden, right. we're all prone right. to mess up. It's right. just, there's a we put people up on a pedestal, right. so it's like they won't mess up. Right. And when they do, we're surprised. Yeah. yeah, and then we're like, get out of here. We're mad at them for not being God, and then we're mad at God. We don't want him to exist. I mean, not the church, but I'm saying he, that's, yeah. the, that's the kind of the, the observation of culture now. But I think the reason I reacted so quickly with what you said about Saul is the solution to the Saul situation for Israel was David. And David was, and so, and this is where we're going to move into this, is that um, our final point was that David, it said, a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. A man after God's own heart. Or a woman after God's own heart. Yeah. So the solution, and, and just looking at different attributes of David, okay, he was a, he, his emotions were everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. Okay, so Psalms Mm -hmm. were basically his therapy sessions as a shepherd. Right. So, like, you got anointed to be king at 16, but then you didn't get um, appointed until you were 40. So imagine all those years knowing that there was something great on the inside of you and being like, but I'm going to go back and tend to the sheep. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And then, of course, once he got when once he became king, there was highs, there was lows, there was mm-hmm. times where his family wanted to kill him. Awful things happened to his family. He did awful things. Yeah. But all along, God showed favor to him, not because he was perfect, right? But because God chose him because of his heart. Yeah. So it's like okay. Yeah. In the in fact, one of my favorite scriptures it's Psalms forty five one. It says, "My heart is scripted to a good theme." Yeah. So in the story of our life, like mm-hmm. the script of our life, if it can be scripted to a good theme, mm-hmm. my heart is scripted to a good theme. I just think that's such a unique, cool yeah. scripture yeah, about yeah. like, okay, I'm not, I'm going in and David repented. Right. So he believed in repentance. Yeah. Um, he cried. He, he was angry at yeah. God. He let himself feel what he felt. He let himself yeah. feel what he felt. Wow. He didn't bury feelings. Right. Okay, so one thing that we said in our most previous production yeah. that we did with Christmas was feelings, feelings buried, buried alive, alive never, never die. die. Yeah. Say that one more time. Feelings buried alive never die. One more time. Feelings buried alive never die. So based and then so like as we are growing up, you know, it's like if uh, if someone leaves the church, um, mm-hmm. if someone gets hurt, or mm-hmm. if someone does something, you know, immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either. Uh, People, they go, don't talk about it. 
Right. And so it's like, well, if you can't talk about yeah. these emotions or these feelings yeah. and you sweep them under the rug, yeah. later on down the road, something's going to blow up over something small when in reality it wasn't the thing you blew up on. It was because we buried these feelings yeah, absolutely. from a young age. And they accumulate and build and then you've okay. got bigger issues. So now let's move into the mental health within yeah. the church. Because this used to not be a big conversation. Right. And every solution. Now, the intention behind this advice, I think, was very good, but it was unfounded and poorly informed where it was you got some issues with your thinking in your life you need to read these books and you need to read your bible and you need to pray so read your bible and pray pretty much which is which good do it every That's, day awesome yes but more often than not i mean david is even a good example because when he did that then god would instruct him on practical things he could do to actually provide solutions for himself and his people so mm. the thing that i'm really grateful for and our church i'm really grateful for pastor paul pastor asher the way that they approach this the safe approach to mental health and getting uh educated and understanding how mental right. health works is going to work wonder has been and will work wonders for church people. So one thing that Pastor Paul actually said, um, so Pastor Paul has a really great sermon on mental health, mm -hmm. and um, it's on his YouTube. You can look it up. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one thing is there's nothing wrong with the seed. Yeah. It's always the soil. Yeah. So the seed is the word of God. Yeah. The soil is our hearts and our souls right. and our mental health. Right. So basically... That's why we'll read the Bible mm. at age 12, mm -hmm. and then at age 60, we will read the same story, the same mm -hmm. scripture, but then, oh, I never saw that before. It's right. not that it wasn't in the Bible. Right. It's that there's something in you that you didn't see before. Exactly. Which means that if I am... If I've made up my mind about... Okay, this is just an example. If I've made up my mind of like, well, all the money that I make, I'm going to save... Mm. It makes sense. Like I'm being a good steward of my money. I'm going to save. I, I don't sure. need to tithe. God mm. knows this. Mm. So every time someone teaches on tithing, I know, oh, it doesn't, right. it doesn't mean me because right. God has told me to do these things. So every time someone preaches on tithing, it's hitting hard soil mm -hmm. to where there's nothing wrong with the seed. Right. It's that the soil. So one thing that we kind of started doing in 2020 with COVID and, mm -hmm. and a lot of anger and, and tired and, and uh, emotions mm -hmm. that have enraged within the last few months is that there is this um, incredible ministry. It's in North Carolina. It's mm -hmm. in Hiddenite, North Carolina. Hiddenite. Hiddenite? H-I-D-D-E-N-I-T-E. Hiddenite, North Carolina. It's yeah. called Heart Healer. Yeah. And it is... A, um, it's a husband and wife that were in ministry for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. They got burned out. Mm -hmm. They um, almost divorced. Uh, there was like suicidal things. Wow. But then what they did was they like through a miraculous thing of, of like through the word of God, they came up with this curriculum called Heart Healer. Mm -hmm. And it's about removing stones in your heart because mm -hmm. your heart should be like, a flowing river yeah. and there's been small pebbles, small stones yeah. that basically break the flow. Yeah. Um, and it happens in ministry. It yeah. happens with everyone from, um, I used to say this as a joke, like, and I've said this in previous podcasts in, you know, not, 
not our dudes, but if you want to look for someone bitter, just go to the sound booth at a church. Uh, yeah, the, the AV guys. The AV yeah. guys. Yeah. The reason why is because they are focused on making things excellent. Right. Or media people. They're yeah. focused on making things excellent. Yeah. But our media content creators, they watch Pastor Paul's sermon to create clips for Instagram. Yeah. They watch Pastor Paul's sermon five times. Yeah. Then they hear it. Yeah. They sit in service. Yeah. So over time, does it become work? Can you still receive the word of God? Wow. And like, you just have to like be honest with yourself. I, yeah. And I don't think that there's like a season where everything's awesome. I feel like it's a daily choice. For sure. And, um, and you know, there's an, inc- we have an incredible live production with audio visual, um, yeah. the incredible hearts with Matt Anderson and Chris Trowbridge. Yeah. They're really awesome. Yeah. They always do a connect group. Yeah. And most of it is, Hey, how is our heart doing? Right. You know, which sounds cheesy, but I feel like but just it's amazing. It's amazing because yeah. checking up on your heart, then, you know, if, if you get text during worship, Hey, this one smart light is shining in people's eyes or whatever. Can we sure. change it? Sure. Your immediate text back is not defensive. Right. If it right. is like if there, where there's a tone, there's a there's stone. A stone. Yeah. If there's yeah. a tone, there's yeah. a stone. Yeah. So basically, if you have a tone of your voice that changes yeah. within certain circumstances, there's a stone in your heart that needs to be removed. Totally. Totally. And so... Oh, man. Yeah. And so anyways, so with the mental health in the church, I think it's necessary because all it is, whether you go to therapists or people that... Someone that you can open up to in like God and just go, yeah. God, this is exactly how I'm feeling. Yeah. That's what God wants. Absolutely. And whenever you're able to give it all out yeah. and you can't judge yourself. Yeah. I feel like that's where I've been. I've gotten in trouble. I've sure. judged John hmm. because I'm like, I shouldn't feel feelings of jealousy. I shouldn't feel feelings right. of hatred. Right. I shouldn't feel feelings of bitterness. And so if I stuffed those, then yeah. that's bearing my feelings. Totally. Yeah. And they'll never die. Right. I have to address. Okay. Why did I feel jealous why did i feel insecure yeah why did i feel blah 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 in this meeting yeah. and i go through it yeah all right and then be blatantly we do this honest. together and it's been very very fruitful. and just being blatantly yeah. honest and being like okay it's because of blah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then ask okay my feelings are valid yeah. but are they justified mm-hmm. which means your feelings you you know like they're real you're gonna feel what you feel totally but then you ask okay is it reality? Mm. So like, for instance, if I have fear, um, you know, like if, if there's a divorce, a divorce happens, mm. you know, one of the spouses, I have fear that I'll never love again. Mm. Well, that is fear of the future. Mm-hmm. That is faith and fear. Both ask us to believe in something that doesn't, doesn't exist, exist yet. yet. Yeah. I have fear that I'll be hurt again. Mm. Someone was hurt. Mm-hmm. So if I trust someone, if I open up, I'll be hurt again. Mm. Now, hold on. Your feelings are valid, but they're mm. not. That's not reality. Yeah. Like you can't live your life being in fear of something that doesn't exist yet. That's yeah. taking the Holy Spirit. That's taking God out of it. Yeah. So just being honest with those, sure. asking those questions yeah. with mental health, yeah. I think it can help drive back keeping our heart um, uh like David, there's that scripture that David talks about, and it actually turned into a song. Search me, oh God, yeah. and know my every thought. Yeah. Remove. Uh, sorry, I'm going to voice crack, so I don't yeah. have a good voice. But <laughs> search me, oh God. Yeah. 
search my heart, remove any evil thing, Mm -hmm. lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah. So asking God to search our heart, asking a friend. Totally. Totally. So anyways, you got anything? Yeah. I think in summary, what I'm hearing is that the, uh, the climate of church today ultimately is very encouraging. And I'll say why in a second. Yeah. But it's because there's two options. Inevitably interaction at any level with church culture and church people will present you with two options. You will either choose to humbly investigate your soil, the condition okay. of your heart, yeah. and get in there and find the stones and the thorns and whatever, Remove it. or you will take the prideful approach, which is to say, I don't have an issue there. Yikes! The issue is the leadership the peers, this person offended me, this problem, it's, it's this pointing leader. your It's pointing your finger guns yeah. at someone else being like, it's their yeah. problem. And, yeah. and it's the, it's the yeah. yeah. I used to think if I was a good enough Christian, I could uh, argue with people who hated God or Christianity or church effectively enough to get them to go, wow, he's right. And I thought that's my ambition. And then it worked into the identifying myself with that. Which now is realize, literally like Facebook. Totally. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> oh entirety of online Facebook, presence, it's the dumpster it's, fire. It's like, yeah, yeah. Speaking of dumpster fire, it's like a dumpster fire to where it's like, you will change your mind because I'm arguing with you. Right. I've never met anyone Zero. who's been like, yeah. oh, you were mean to me. You yeah. argued with me. Right. So now I believe what you said. Exactly. It never works. It never works. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I'm like, why are we spinning wheels out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that option too. And now I realize some people, ultimately every person has to make their own decision. So I've chosen through difficult seasons or fun seasons or sometimes both at the same time. Okay. Let's humbly reinvestigate the soil of our own heart and see what's really going on here. And okay. then in doing that, that used to not be as easy to do in a church context. Yes. Now that it is, the encouraging thing I want to get to is there's never been a better time to be plugged in and planted into a local church. That's so true. The local church is the hope of the world. It's the, it's never been this accommodating to the human experience because right. we've talked about this before. The hardest job in the world is being a pastor. Okay. All right. I'm, and why do you say that? I say it because you have to simultaneously, especially in today's climate, you have to be a CEO of an organization okay. and then you have to be a business person. You have to be a spiritual shepherd and leader. You have to have the heart of a shepherd vision of a rancher. You have to be a building builder. You have to be a content provider. You have to create social media. There are so many avenues that are being asked and if you're not in one of them it's like wow this person you know <laughs> there's like all this oh, rumble yeah about so, so silly in so doing there've never been I, I, this is another reason i really respect you and pastor paul and pastor ashley and everyone on staff here the uh the genuine heart i think of like pastor amy uh, our children's pastor pastor amy farquhar who's over victory kids she's brilliant like beautiful heart. She's not going to go into like a hermeneutical exegesis in her sermons. She's right. talking to kids, but she's able to do it effectively because so she's good. so brilliant, understanding mental health, emotional uh, IQ, and, EQ, and, all yeah. this stuff. And that most mental health things start between the ages of four and 11. Right. And so knowing that, doing that within your kids' curriculum. Right. Like, that's a game changer. It's never been a better time Like get your kids in it. Just one thing that you, that like, if you don't do this, you could do this in your kid's service is just go, 
does anyone have any prayer requests mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and allow kids to talk? Mm -hmm. Kids will say some jacked up stuff that's, that's going on at home. Yeah. And these innocent little voices are saying, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. your heart breaks and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's why when Jesus said the kingdom belongs to such as these, and he was right. talking to kids and he goes, yeah. If you're like a child, yeah. have faith like a child, you can yeah. come into the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's why I believe the devil are, and I'm going to get spiritual, but I, mm -hmm. that's why I believe the devil, the enemy, mm -hmm. Satan is so, is trying to attack kids more than ever. Right. Because if he can attack their faith, their emotions, all that stuff at a young age, yeah. then you're going to have jacked up adults walking totally, around. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So anyways, so in, in exiting, we want to leave you guys with hope. I know we kind of, it seemed like we kind of, you know, went um, more intense, but we want to encourage you is that, again, it is so imperative to be plugged in into a local church. Yeah. It's so imperative to have the daily time where you ask yourself those honest questions. Totally. And it's so imperative that you use the Bible as your compass, not your feelings. For sure. Because the Bible is alive. Right. And so... Um, anyways, and a quick shout out to all of the kids ministries that's right. out there. Yeah. If you work with kids or anyone under the age of 18 in the youth ministry, yeah, 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 you yeah, are yeah. a hero. You're making yeah. such a big difference Huge and difference. you may not see your harvest right now. Yeah. Like for, of the seeds you're planting sure. until years down the road. Sure. So, yeah. um, coaches, teachers, kids, youth pastors, you are awesome. Just don't wear true religion jeans. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. hey, we love you guys. Thanks we for do. tuning in to Best Days with John and Arvin. Thanks for watching Behind the Scenes See ya. of our Best Days. Yeah.